Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website and hit that line.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. I'm going to be honest with you folks. I am feeling a little under the weather, in case you can't tell from my voice. It's just uh, not a very good day to be uh, trying to do a radio show and do a podcast and do another side gig. So it's just been pretty rough on me. No excuses, though, right? No excuses. So I just wanted to apologize to everybody. So it is going to be a shorter podcast, but a great podcast because I'm going to play you the interview that I had with Eric Musselman, the head coach of the Arkansas Razorback basketball team this morning on the Morning Rush. So really looking forward uh, to, of course, playing that for you and seeing your reactions because I thought it was a fantastic interview. And uh, one he really, really opens up uh, about some information. And, and just uh, before we get into that interview, just a few takeaways from it all. I was really impressed with, and you'll hear it for yourself, and I was really impressed with Eric Musselman and just his his love for basketball. Like, it's one thing because, listen, we all know basketball coaches, especially in college basketball and at big-time programs, they all have a love for the game. Like and that That's obvious because... They would not be in that position. They would not have that job. They would not be good at what they do if they didn't have a love for the game. That's a very obvious comment. But you can hear it in certain people's voices, though, when it's like loving the game, but also living, breathing, sleeping, eating the game. Like, that's what some coaches do. And you see it around a lot. I think there's a lot of coaches that just eat that stuff up. And when I was talking with Eric Molsman this morning, that's certainly what it sounded like to me. He sounds like a guy that is just, he knows, man. He gets it. He gets the game of basketball. He knows it's about recruiting. He knows it's about getting quality baskets. He knows it's about scoring the basketball. He just knows the stuff that's going to work. He doesn't have like an old school way of thinking where it's back in the 90s. And yeah, things times are different now. He is up with the times. And so I was really impressed by his interview and I was really impressed by some of the things he said, and I think you will be too. So be sure to let me know what you think about the interview and also what you think about Eric Musselman at this point in time. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I will have that interview for you that we had on the morning rush with Eric Musselman, the head coach of the Arkansas Razorback basketball team. Stay with us. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. New head coach of the Arkansas Razorback basketball team. Appreciate you joining us this morning, Coach. How you doing? It's great to come on with you, John and Tommy. Appreciate you having me. Of course. I know that it's been probably a big whirlwind since you have arrived in Fayetteville to be the next head hog. Have you finally settled in? Is everything kind of calming down a little bit for you, or is it still really going into this transition phase from you from Nevada? Yeah, we're still in the transition phase. We've been so busy uh, with recruiting that, uh, look forward to spending today uh, doing some media stuff, but then also uh, diving into our assistant coaching spots. We uh, tonight, or actually last night, uh, started a dead period at, at midnight, so uh, so it allows us now to, to, to get back to focusing on staff as well. That's got to be a challenge. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get a, a program headed in the direction you want. You've got family that that's trying to get settled in. They're in two places. Uh, you only get 24 hours in a day just because you're the head coach. They don't give you more. Talk about the challenges. Tell us the, the, the time constraints of trying to do both and then trying to get your family physically moved from another state and two time zones away to, to Arkansas. That, that's got to be a, a headache in and of itself just right there. 
It is. Well, the good thing is, uh, you know, when you first take over a job, like, for instance, with me, my family uh, st- is still out in northern Nevada. Uh, my daughter's finishing school. And I got a superstar wife and a superstar daughter. And both of them are handling the move great. My wife has basically done everything because I've only been home one time or back to northern Nevada one time uh, to help her. And uh, so she'll have the house packed up and sold and and uh, they'll be on their way here very soon. But it's uh, it's good because what it does is it allows myself and the staff members that are here uh, to spend a lot of hours recruiting, a lot of hours focusing uh, on our current players and trying to evaluate them and uh, you kind of need that two-month time frame where, where you're solely focused on the job, and, and then once you get your feet under you and, and, and have evaluated everything and have a staff in place, by that time my family will be here. Well, Coach, you mentioned recruiting. It was a pretty big day for you and your basketball program yesterday, and I'm just going to be honest. I don't know as far as NCAA rules go if you're allowed to say anything or talk about it or anything like that, but Connor Vanover and Isaiah Moss, uh, both transfers that are committed to the play for the University of Arkansas to play for your team. Just uh, what did you make of that day? And if you're able to talk about those guys, what kind of what kind of game and what kind of thing can people expect from them once they arrive at Arkansas? Yeah, I really can't talk about any particular player until all, all the paperwork's filled out But um, due to compliance stuff. But uh, we're, we're really excited about the way recruiting has gone. And, and um, you know, we want to try to play a certain style so uh, guys that can make three-point shots become uh, at a high premium for us. And it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, to build a team at this time of year, but we feel like uh, in the time frame that we've been here, we've had some incredible visits. Uh, uh, even some guys that have been here and, and, and maybe haven't committed, those guys have loved uh, what they've seen. And so, uh, you know, there's so much to sell uh, here, and, and that's one of the things that really, really excites us is, is uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to go head-to-head with, with the best, uh, you know, programs in the country and, and not shy away from that from a recruiting standpoint. And, and certainly yesterday was, 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 was a really great day for us. You mentioned your staff uh, and, and trying to complete putting the staff together. What has been your philosophy? I know the NCAA live periods uh, have, have kind of changed some some timing of what coaches are doing here in the spring. Um, what has been your philosophy as you're trying to put this this staff together at the SEC level? You know, How are you approaching that this time in identifying the people you need to complete your staff? I think the first thing we wanted to do is I did not want to be conducting a bunch of interviews uh, from the time that I got the job until today uh, because we wanted to recruit. Um, and I did not want to lose players um, at the expense of putting a staff together. So now uh, in college basketball, this is really a time starting the day where a lot of college coaches are going on vacation. So it's a uh, guys aren't on campus, meaning your own players. Recruiting uh, is dead as of last night at midnight. So now it allows myself and the other guys that are already here uh, to start conducting interviews and to start putting the staff together. And we would like to try to get a power five uh, assistant coach who's a proven recruiter to go along with uh, a former division one head coach and a former power five assistant and a former NBA player in Corey Williams. Um, And then with that uh, third spot, uh, you know, the, philosophical and it's interesting because I had conversations with several of our players last night and kind of wanted our players to identify 
what type of play, uh, coach or what type of profile they would like to see in a coach. And, and I kind of gave some profiles of some college coaches. And I also threw out there some, some NBA coaches that I've worked with um, that also might have interest. Um, so I think that, you know, for us it's going to be trying to find the right fit, being patient, um, having an open mind to a lot of different um, scenarios, looking at maybe some really successful, um, you know, Division two coaches. Uh, but I do think that the profile uh, of a coach who's been at a Power Five uh, and then maybe looking – at an outside-the-box type hire uh, makes the most sense for us. We're speaking with Eric Musselman, the head coach of the Razorback basketball team right now on the Morning Rush. Coach, you you mentioned recruiting, and we know that it's on a recruiting Thursday. We've been talking about recruiting. It's obviously a pivotal part, if not the biggest part, of college basketball and how it is to be successful. Just for you and and the way that college basketball is today, especially in recruiting, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges to go through the recruiting process and to make sure that you get the guys that not only will come to your team and help out but help you win in a big way? What are some of the biggest challenges? Well, I think there's a lot of challenges. Number one, you've got to identify somebody that has talent. Number two, you've got to identify somebody uh, that fits into your culture. Uh, and, then, and then you've got to try to project how much upside a player has and, and how much of an impact you can have on that particular player from a player development standpoint. Um, and so you've got to be able to try at least to predict the future as best you can. And, and then you always want guys that are team-oriented and, and guys that are winners and and love being in the gym and are gym rats. So all those things really in no particular order. Um, and then there's a whole nother um, facet when it comes to, uh, all right, now when you get a player, a prospective student athlete on campus, how does he fit with everybody? Um, his, his inner circle or his mom or his dad or uh, who he comes with on a visit. Um, how is that external family going to fit into your internal Razorback family, uh, all those things become really, really important when you try to decide, uh, you know, who is, is going to be a part of your program. Eric Musselman with us here on the Morning Rush Head basketball coach at the University of Arkansas. Pace and space, that was a, a hashtag or a phrase people latched onto quickly from the time you arrived at Arkansas. When, when, when you hear pace and space, and Eric Musselman, what, what do people need to think? What, what do you want them to understand about your offensive philosophies, your basketball philosophies? Well, you know, it, took, it did take four years at Nevada to get exactly where we wanted to be. And, and, and what it was was it was a, it was a you know, and, and this is what we hope to get to is a lot of guys uh, between 6'5 and 6'8 um, who are athletic, who can play multiple positions, um, guys that can shoot the three, uh, a team that's cosmetically pleasing, a team that the home crowd can get behind and have fun uh, and be energized. And, um, you know, I, I think right now with the makeup of our team, because we started talking about it last night as a staff, uh, our, the makeup of our team is, is we're going to be able to play, we feel right now, with four to five shooters on the floor uh, during cer- certain stretches of, of a game, uh, sometimes maybe three shooters, um, at a minimum. So I, I think we're, we're going in the direction that we really uh, have from a, from a vision standpoint. And along those same lines is, is, is you've got to be really solid defensively and you've got to have toughness and, and, and you've got to put a high premium on getting loose balls. Right now, um, we understand that we lack size uh, up front. 
And so we're going to have to make up for it by fronting the post and, and not allowing easy post catches and really, really uh, rebounding one through five and not just relying on our upfront players at the four and five spots to rebound the basketball. Coach, this is a rule change year for college basketball, and there's going to be, I'm told, 24, maybe 25 rule changes this year for college basketball. But one of the most noticeable things that is very likely when all of the the voting and the approvals happen and the rules committee gets uh, uh, their final stamp on it is the the three-point line is likely moving back to the FIBA or the international line. How does that affect the game, in your opinion, and how does it affect the way you want to do things at Arkansas, or does does it have any bearing? No, it definitely has bearing because I think that when you look at rookies uh, in the NBA, uh, when they go into their first year, their percentages oftentimes dip. And the reason that they dip is because they're not used to that line. And when you move back just a little bit, it can severely affect not only your percentage, but, but actually the form that you have on your shooting. And uh, what, what's really good is, is I think it helps great shooters, and I think it's really going to hurt guys that are – trying to develop a three-point shot or our limited shooters. I think it's going to drastically affect them. But I do think that the more our game uh, worldwide can have the same type of rules. I love what, what, what college basketball on the women's side has done where they have four quarters because uh, that's what happens in, 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 in the NBA. And I think the more that FIBA, meaning international basketball, college basketball, and NBA – the more that they can have unified rules, I think it makes it much, much easier for a college basketball fan or an NBA fan or a fan of European basketball. Uh, right now, it can become confusing. You go to a men's game, and there's a, a first half and a second half. You go to a women's college game, and there's four quarters. You turn on an NBA game, and there's four quarters. And uh, So I think the more unified we can get, and I think the more unified like the three-point line, I think that helps players as well. What is one rule change you think would be important to the game? Or if you could make one adjustment or change, what what would it be uh, in your opinion? Well, I think having coached overseas um, in, in, in Olympic competition with national teams, I love the live ball on the rim. I think it creates excitement. Uh, it's one of the most, you know, even a, 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 a free throw, um, when you're able to knock that ball off the rim when it hits, uh, it's really, really fun. And the fans get into it, and you're at the edge of your seat during free throws rather than reaching into your popcorn bag uh, when a guy is shooting a foul shot. So I, I love that rule. Um, when I was in the NBA G League, the minor league, uh, for the NBA, we experimented it, and, and our players loved it. And it didn't affect a lot of games, but... Uh, it, it, when it did, it, it added excitement to the game. You're saying make make basket interference legal. That's what you're really saying. When it hits the rim, just yeah. like just like they have in, in Olympic competition. Yeah, that would certainly be a great one. That's for sure. Make them a lot more entertaining. Real quick, Coach, before we let you get out of here, I got to ask this on behalf of the fans. Many fans like Midnight Madness. They want Midnight Madness back to Bud Walton Arena. It's something that got everyone hyped up for the basketball season. Is there something like that in store? Can we bring Midnight Madness back, something to get the season kicked off the right way? Do you have anything planned, or is that further down the road, and you haven't even thought about that yet? I haven't thought about it, but I will tell you that that, that at Nevada, we were all for what the fans like. I think that you've got to promote your program. You've got to do things that uh, that your fan base wants to see, and 
uh, if that's something that, that, that makes sense for us as a program and for us administratively, um, and that's something that our fans and, and boosters and former players and alumni, uh, if that's important, then we certainly want to entertain it uh, and look at it. And, and uh, look, there's no doubt that when you do uh, fun things, your players love it, and it's also great for recruiting. Well, if you ever need a hype man for Midnight Madness, you know where to find me, Coach. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I love me some Midnight Trying Madness. Trying to get him a job already. Yeah. <laughs> love me some Midnight Madness. Coach Eric Musselman, head coach of the Arkansas Razorback basketball team. Appreciate you joining us, Coach. Good luck uh, the rest of the summertime, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. John, Tommy, thanks for having me on. Love to come on the morning rush again sometime soon. Thanks, guys. Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after us on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.